Welcome to the Pokes Cast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming Bee writer for the Casper Star Tribune. You can follow all of my work at trib.com. Follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. Robert Gagliardi, what's going on? Not too much, Ryan. How are you doing? How's, how's the bye week treating you so far? Even though it seems to me there's not there may not be a Wyoming football game this coming week, but a lot of other stuff going on with UW sports, as, as, along with football, even though there's no game. I imagine even though there's no game to get ready for, it's still a busy week for you. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the Wyoming soccer team had really an unbelievable series of events take place over the last 10 days or so to get the number one seed at the Mountain West Tournament. So I've been writing about them a little bit. Uh, check that out at trip.com. You know, women's basketball is a big final exhibition this Saturday, and then the men's basketball will be rolling for real on Monday. So uh, there's a lot going on, you know, at this time of year in November when, you know, football is powering through and then basketball is coming on with really good teams. So uh, plenty to do, but that'll get us through winter pretty quickly here. Yeah, you know, it's always that, you know, you know this well when you, when you cover Wyoming, when you cover Oregon, the overlap with football and basketball, or at least fall sports and winter sports, is it's fun because there's a lot to do. There's a lot of stories. There's a lot, but it's also a lot of work. And you're doing a great job with it, really enjoying the coverage. And it's been it's been good to read about, obviously, UW football and basketball. But, you know, the soccer stories, are, it's, it's, it's really an incredible story of what they were able to pull off in the regular season and even – the scenarios that enabled them to basically be the number one seed and co-champions of the Mountain West Conference in the regular season. It's its really good stuff, and I know Wyoming fans really, really enjoy those types of stories and, and seeing that type of coverage. I forgot to mention last Saturday I covered the Mountain West Cross Country Championships, which were uh, at Glen Jacoby Golf Course, and that was cool too. It was perfect weather, and, you know, Wyoming's uh, Caitlin Meacham – ran a super brave race. You know, New Mexico is one of the more dominant teams in cross women's cross country, really one of the more dominant teams of any sport in, in the NCAA is New Mexico women's cross country. So Caitlin goes out ahead of the pack early on and is running by herself, you know, a good seven to 10 seconds ahead of the pack and literally had a pack of Lobos chasing her down. Um, they eventually did catch her, most of them, but she you know, found a way to, to grind it out for fifth place. It was really an amazing thing to watch. So, uh, you know, I know uh, it's football season and football is the driver of the bus. I get that. I agree with that. That's why we cover it year round. But I encourage people to go to trip.com and read about, you know, the soccer team and, and, and some of the women's basketball features that I've written on Allison Fertig and Quinn Weideman and Tommy Olson, uh, because, we're really the only people writing about that stuff. A lot of people that cover Wyoming only focus on football and men's basketball. And I get that it drives traffic, but uh, this athletic department's got a lot going on and some great stories that I try to squeeze in there. So uh, if you're listening to this, that means you're a, a Wyoming fan. I encourage you to, to, to read about all of it. Yeah, you do a great job with it, Ryan. And those are fun stories to write. I know when I covered Wyoming, you're right. Football and men's basketball are the drivers but it was also fun to delve into those those obscure stories or those improbable stories that not a lot of people know about. And, you know, the, you mentioned the cross-country championships. Pretty cool to see a championship event like that in Laramie at, at Jacoby National, as the as the locals like to call it. But they look like UW did a great job of hosting it. Yeah, it certainly helped that Mother Nature cooperated with the weather. But uh, 
That's pretty cool. So it's really been, Ryan, you know, obviously with football, a lot to talk about, but it's been an exciting fall for UW sports over there this fall. And uh, wrestling's getting started and, you know, lots of stuff to look forward to. But it's, it's really been a good fall for Wyoming athletics, I would say, as a whole. Yeah, and let's uh, dive into uh, the moneymaker football. You know, they're having a great season. Considering what we thought after the transfer portal chaos, you know, them being the third youngest team in the FBS, there weren't a lot of expectations for this team. They were picked fifth in the Mount Division, you know, in the preseason by the media. After their 27-20 win at Hawaii, which gets them bowl eligible and still a game back of Boise in the in the race for the Mountain Division here, with Boise set to come to Laramie later on this month. Uh, Craig Bull was asked, you know, if if he would have been told this summer you'll be in this position here, six wins, you know, in the race, what would you have thought? And he said, you know, he probably wouldn't have guessed that because he had major concerns about this team. And a lot of those areas have been answered. You know, we've talked about the the surprises on the defensive line. You know, the secondary is really coming together. You know, obviously Easton Gibbs has done a great job replacing Chad Muma. You know, the running backs, they just keep churning them out. (laughs) Titus Wynn goes down. DQ James has 179 yards rushing. DeWine McNeely comes in and breaks off a 61-yard touchdown run, which was really probably the key play of the game to get a lead in the fourth quarter and, you know, just unsung heroes like Joshua Cobbs getting the onside kick at the end to win the game. So uh, really, uh, I don't know. You covered Craig Bull for most of his tenure. This is my second year covering him. Would you say this is the best job Craig Bull has done at Wyoming? Yeah, I, I really do, Ryan. I, I really think so. Yeah. When the, you know, the year that they won the, 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 the division title, when, you know, Josh Allen's first full year as the starter, it's good, but they also had some cats on that team, you know. I'm not saying that this team doesn't have talent. It's just very young and a lot of still unproven talent. But uh, yeah, with the expectations, the losses of the personnel and the portal and all the things going on, yeah, I do think to this certainly to this point, it's been his best job. Now there's still games to go, and hopefully, Wyoming can keep it going. But it's it it's so unique to me, Ryan, because look, I don't know. We've seen certainly great flashes from this team defensively even offensively special teams and everything but I still don't think this team has really put together its best game yet you know especially offensively there's been some pretty you know some pretty good efforts defensively in a lot of these games but really I still don't think offensively this team has put together a quote-unquote complete game and if they could do that and continue to get the effort they're getting defensively and and things like that I mean you just you just don't know what could happen but you know, I think Craig said it to you guys after the Hawaii game, maybe said it to you early in his comp- press conference this week, is they're in November and they're playing meaningful games and meaningful not, well, let's see if we can get bowl eligible, meaningful that see if we can up our bowl standing, but more importantly, let's see if we can win a comp- a, a championship. And I'd, I'd be with you. You know, if you would have said to me, start of the season, Wyoming will, you know, start in November, Wyoming's going to be in the thick of the Mountain West in the, of the division race. I, if, as a bet man, I'd have lost some money on that you know, simply put, but uh, goes to show what the coaching staff has done, the recruiting, the player development, and obviously the players going out and buying in and executing the the system, the plans and everything like that. So it's fun. And hopefully there's a lot more highlights to go as we get down in the stretch run of this season. Yeah. You mentioned they haven't uh, played a complete game. I mean, everyone on the team obviously loves Andrew Peasley. We've been talking about him all year long. He's I, I would 
describe him as just a gamer. Uh, you know, he's going to do whatever it takes to win a game. And But that said, he only had seven completions for 75 yards, two picks at Hawaii. So they need to get the passing game turned around before the Boise State game for sure. Definitely ahead of the Fresno State game now that Jake Hayner's back. That's an area where, you know, Peasley needs to, you know, use this open date to to kind of get that squared away. Uh, the good news is, even though they only had 75 yards passing, uh, Peasley ran the ball himself extremely well, ran for two touchdowns. Um, and even though Titus Swin went into the concussion protocol early, dominant running game for the second week in a row, first time in the bowl era, the Wyoming's had over 300 yards rushing in back-to-back games. So clearly, you know, it's a bowl formula, the running game, and the defense gets better each week. But I, I'm just curious, can Peasley deliver in November? You know, it remains to be seen, you know, and you're right, Ryan, I think he's going to have to. And, you know, weather is going to get bad and you think, well, that's just going to favor Wyoming because that's going to favor a run game as opposed to teams that the quote-unquote aired out. But we'll, but we'll see. But I think you're right. I think at some point, whether it's next week against CSU in the border war or or, or any of these remaining three regular season games, we're going to have to see, you know, something more from Andrew Peasley, but you know, we have seen that. We saw that in the Tulsa game. We've seen it in games this season. It's not like he's been it's been bad, but I think he's gonna have to maybe deliver more, maybe be a little more consistent. But I, I want to get your take on this, Ryan, because a, a good friend of mine who's followed Wyoming football, been a fan, you know, gone to games for years, uh, told me he's like, you know, you know, and this and I kind of agree with him to a certain extent, but like, you know, Wyoming isn't a flashy team and, and they really never have even in, under Craig Bull. And I don't mean that, you know, they, they grind it out, they run the ball, you know, it's not this, it's not an air raid. It's not quote unquote, pretty football. And he even said, sometimes it's just not entertaining football. I'd be interested to get your take. I see what he's saying. It's like, yeah, they run the ball a lot. They run up the middle a lot. You know, you know they're not, you know, they're not putting up 45 points a game. They're not running intricate pass, you know, passing patterns and trees and, and, and stuff like that. But bottom line is they're winning games, at least this year, you know, and you can even probably incorporate it in a lot of the years that Craig Bull's been there. I'm curious to your take on that and and, and just your thoughts on that, because I still hear rumblings that some people just don't really like this style of football. But if you're winning, what what does that matter? But I'm, I'm curious, what, what's your take and maybe even some of the feedback you're getting on that? Well, I would ask them this. Did they find the Dave Christensen era entertaining? Because Dave you know, had the four wides. The, he was an elite offensive coordinator at Missouri. He's a great offensive mind. You know, I remember, you know, watching from afar, uh, you know, since we we're on the Hawaii week recap, I mean, didn't they beat Hawaii at home like 65, 64 or something? I mean, that's highly entertaining. But what did it, what did Dave Christensen, other than doing well in the border war, have to show for it? You know, I think, uh, there was no Mountain West Championship then. Um, Craig Bull has not won one yet, but I think uh, the average Wyoming fan, I think, is pretty entertained when DQ James is popping a 74-yard run and Dwayne McNeely scoring a 61-yard touchdown. I think they need to be more balanced. We've talked about that through the years, but uh, you, you know, I think winning is the key. If Christensen would have won big with that style, he'd probably still be here, but... Uh, it didn't work out for him. Right. And I'd kind of agree. And, you know, Kirk Bull has his ways of doing things. And, you know, I, I'm more than fine with those. You're winning games. But one thing that I'll I'll give Craig Bull credit for, and, and some people will 
maybe jump down me on this is look one thing that craig bull has given this this program that it hasn't had since paul roach and even going back to their glory days of the 60s ryan is consistency okay there's not the all right oh we won eight or nine games or seven or eight games to go to a bowl game and then everything's high and then you get a roller coaster we won three or four and then you go back up and down and that was really a lot of what happened with Dave Christensen, you know, you think, oh, he might get this rolling. And then all of a sudden the next year when expectations are there for whatever reasons, they take a dive and then they go back up and up and down. Joe Glenn had some consistency, but really couldn't get over up. And look, you can call, some people can call consistency mediocrity because all right, you're winning six, seven, eight games. You're going to a, the potato bowl or you're going to these obscure bowls and stuff. And, you know, is that, you know, are, are you settling for mediocrity? You can make that argument. Okay. I don't buy it because really, Ryan, in the in the span of Wyoming football and the history of Wyoming football, at least in the modern era, if you starting with the 60s, other than that 60s era, there really hasn't been much consistency with Wyoming football. Have some good years, you have some down ones. It's it's been a roller coaster. One thing that Craig Bull has done since he got established at Wyoming, maybe not in his first couple of years, but there has been a level of consistency that this program has not seen in 20 to 25 years. And that's not easy to do here, as you know. Um, yeah. Do they need to take another step and, and, and progress to, you know, not, you know, I know, I don't think they go into season. Saying, Let's just get to six wins and go to a bowl game. No, they want to win championships. No, they got to, they got to get over that hump to do that. I, I completely understand that. But that's one thing that I think Craig Bull, if, 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 if tomorrow Craig Bull stepped down or whatever, retired or whatever, He's brought a level of consistency to this program that hasn't been seen here in a long time. And I think, I wonder if sometimes fans often forget that. Yeah, I think they do because, you know, it's been consistent for what, seven years now. So, you know, you kind of get used to it and you get sick of the potato bowl and the New Mexico bowl and things like that. I get that. I totally get that. You know, the Mountain West doesn't have very good bowl tie-ins, to be honest with you. Even the champion plays December 17th against a middle of the Pac-12 team. It is what it is as a group of five conference. If you're a Wyoming fan, I think what you have to hope for is the consistency stays there year in, year out. They win six to eight games and go to a bowl game. And then every five years, they're legitimate Mountain West championship contenders. I think you saw that in 2016 with Josh Allen. And then obviously he had an injury in 17 and lost his key uh, skill guys. And it didn't work out there, but so five years after 16, I think we all thought last year with such a senior-laden team, such an experienced team, that that would be that once every five years, twice a decade team where that's going to make a run at the Mountain West Championship. It did not happen. That led to a lot of unhappy campers out there in social media and in the in the cheap seats at War Memorial Stadium and, and inside you know the football offices. It led to a, a massive exodus with the portal. Uh, it led to Craig Bowl looking into the mirror and making some changes. So, you know, maybe this is the year. You know, I was listening to someone talking about Tennessee, how they're so far ahead of schedule right now, being number one in the college football playoff rankings, and that, you know, it's such a bright future there, but they're like, but it's right there right now. You don't know that you'll ever be back in that position. So even though you're ahead of schedule, you better take advantage of it while it's in front of you. And maybe that's the case for Wyoming. There's no guarantee all these young guys will all be back next year and all take another step and next year's the year. I mean, that could be the case, but you're in position right now. You have a chance to win the border war when CSU's down. 
You host Boise State, who's the only undefeated team in the Mountain West. If you beat those two teams, all you have to do is beat <laughs> the preseason favorite on the road with the best quarterback in the league, and then you've earned your trip to the Mountain West Championship game. It's all right there for you. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm not – I don't know what the percentage of them getting that done would be, probably pretty low, but it's right there for you. And, uh, you know, these guys might be just young enough uh, not to know any better and get that done. Yeah, you know, and again, I don't know. These are kids. You know, they're I'm sure they hear stuff. You know, I don't know how all of them are on social media or what they're reading, you know. But I also think I've been very impressed with this group, you know, with the losses to BYU and San Jose State, Ryan, you kind of thought, uh, maybe, you know, we probably even talked about it on this podcast that maybe the, the youth and inexperience and this and that's catching up to them. Well, they found a way to win three straight since then, you know, and yeah, the games will get tougher. And even though, you know, looking at CSU next week, it's still a rivalry game. It's the border war. Really weird things happen in those games. All right. And then obviously then you're. Maybe you're playing maybe the two best teams in the Mountain West overall in Boise and Fresno to wrap things up. So, you know, I don't think these guys will get ahead of themselves. And at least seems to me from a distance, they haven't let things get ahead of themselves. You know, win or lose, good or bad, they've gone to work the next week and, and you know, played pretty solid football for the most part. So, you know, hopefully they can continue to do that. You know, I'm, I'm curious, Ryan, you know, I'm sure like with every bye week, it's a chance to get healthy. Uh, work on some things. You know, I'm sure they'll work on CSU. Is is do you get a sense? Is this bye week very similar to their one just a couple weeks ago? Is Craig Will changing some things up? What what's kind of happening with the bye week this week for the Cowboys? Or is anything different compared to the last one? I think it is different. The first one came after a seven week grinder where they started in July and went through seven pretty challenging games. You know, I think they re- they wanted to recalibrate some things. I think we saw obviously them add DQ James to the offense during that open day. That's been a a great development for Wyoming this week. I think it's more about uh, just kind of working on fundamentals as far as tackling, you know, they've really cut back on the amount of physicality and practice for good reason, because they want to be fresh towards the end. I think that's one area where they're going to have to shore some things up is to balance, you know, not going too hard in practice and getting guys injured with, being able to wrap up Boise State and Fresno's skill players. So I think that there's just some focus on fundamentals, but mostly getting a head start on CSU, like you mentioned, and getting, you know, Titus Swin healthy, uh, getting some other guys that were banged up in that Hawaii game. There was nothing serious from that game, just healthy. You know, you see Jordan Bertinoli and Erica Boger and Emmanuel Pregnon limp off. Just get them ready to roll for the border war. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's nice to have a bye week before the border war. You know, it's more of a chance for Wyoming fans to get geared up for it. Already starting to see a little chatter, not a ton, but a little bit. You know, CSU has to go to San Jose State, and I'm sure San Jose is kind of smarting a little bit. They haven't been kind of struggled a little bit, uh, a little bit as lately since they played Wyoming. So, you know, that's a big physical team they're going to be playing on the road. The Rams' second straight road game there, and then. Yeah, coming back home to play Wyoming. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. The Rams on Saturday against San Jose State and then another border war, Ryan. So hopefully it's uh, an uneventful one. If you're a Wyoming fan, just go down there, take care of business, however you have to, you know. But like we said, and we wrote in our book, some really strange things happen in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, Craig Bull said it's, you know, time for meaningful games in November. You know, last week I went one and three picking Mountain West games. You went two and two. I have a proposition for you. Let's just 
wipe the slate clean. We're in November now. This is when it really matters, Robert. So I suggest that we keep tally of all of our November picks and all of our bull picks in the Mountain West. Uh, the winner from this point forward will buy the loser a 12-pack of beer or a nice bottle for Christmas. What do you say? I could go with that, but I, I, I'm, I'm for it. But do you have our total records? Because I know I was inching, was around 500. Uh, did I did I break even? Did I did I lose? Yeah, I did think I... you're three under, and I'm about eight under. Okay, so yeah, then absolutely, let's scrap it. Let's start anew, and and yeah, and we'll. I, I like that proposition, so let let's do it. Let's do it. It's it's a little unfair for you because you were ahead of me, but uh, you know it's November. This is when it when it counts, buddy. It counts, and it's plus it's your podcast. You you make the rules, man. All right, here we go. You ready to go? Want to know this week? Uh, Air Force minus seven at Army, but this game is at Jerry World in Arlington, Texas, 9.30 a.m. on CBS. I am going to take Air Force to cover, even though it's a rivalry, even though I've been way off about Air Force. I thought they were going to win the Mountain West this year. I was wrong. But they're coming off a bye, and they really don't have the Mountain West trophy in front of them anymore, so I think they're going to take the Commanders and Chief trophy. I will take the Falcons to win by more than a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I like the Falcons, no doubt, you know, especially considering they're coming off a of bye week. Army's not, you know, for a while, Army was dominating that series. Army's dominating just about everybody, but I know they're still pretty good, but they're not great. Uh, but you know what? That That's a rivalry game. That's a, that's a full touchdown. I, I'm going to take Army to cover that. I like Air Force to win it, but it'll be tight, um, you know, because it is it is the Commander in Chief Trophy on the line. So I like Air Force, but I'm going to I'm going to take Army in the points, though. All right, New Mexico plus sixteen and a half at Utah State, one thirty p.m. CBS Sports Network. All these games are on Saturday. Uh, the Lobos coming off a bye. Utah State. I wonder who is healthy at quarterback. If it was Lega, I would definitely take Utah State. Uh, but I'm going to take the Lobos to cover that. That's a lot of points. And, you know, Utah State's QB situation is a little shaky still. And, you know, they've got some off-field issues going on too. So I'm going to take the lowly Lobos to cover. I'm going to go with the Lobos to cover too. You know, I'm with you. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for Utah State. But I, I still look – I still like Rocky Long's defense to – you know, not let, you know, the Aggies, whoever's their quarterback, go crazy. You know, I don't know what the new offensive coordinator or, you know, the firing and, you know, promoting of the guy, if that's, you know, maybe the bye will help some things there. I still don't think New Mexico will be a juggernaut by any stretch, but I'm a, it's a lot of points. So, yeah, I like the low, I like the points there with the Lobos. All right. BYU plus seven and a half at Boise State. Uh, since BYU was ranked and, and beat Wyoming and Utah State back to back, They've really gone in the tank. I don't know if it's a month-long hangover after losing to Notre Dame and the unofficial holy war now that they don't play Utah uh, down in Vegas. Uh, they've been reeling since that Notre Dame loss. Um, they got blown out by Liberty. Um, they just lost at home to East Carolina. I don't know what happened to the Cougars. Uh, I don't know if Sataki, who I think is a really good coach, I, he's probably getting a lot of heat in Provo right now. Um, as they move into the Big 12, they're kind of limping in there right now. So despite all that, this series seems weird to me. Usually the better team loses to the lesser team. And, you know, it, it's a pretty good rivalry that's going away with BYU going to the Big 12. I will take BYU to cover 
on the blue turf in this final meeting for these guys for a while. Yeah, because it seems like this, this series, or they call it, I'm sure, I guess it's a rivalry for the for those two teams, the programs. It's kind of brings out the best in each other, or sometimes the worst. But it's not like BYU's been having a lot of injury issues right now. Defensive, they seem like a mess. Um, you know, I think Boise's now finding its groove with the green quarterback now. So I don't know if they just blow. I don't think they blow BYU out. I think it's going to be a good game. But I'm going to take Boise to cover. I like I like the trajectory the Broncos are going right now at home on the blue. Um, I just think they got some things going. So I'm going to take Boise to cover that. All right. UNLV speaking of teams going in the wrong direction is plus six and a half at San Diego state. The Aztecs had Fresno state beat on the road last week. It gave up a long touchdown drive an onside kick. And then another touchdown all within like 34 seconds to lose that. So I wonder how do the Aztecs bounce back from that? You know, um, there's a lot of articles out there right now about them flirting with the Pac-12. Maybe their Mountain West days are numbered. I'm going to take the Rebels. Uh, they want to make a statement and try to be a package deal with San Diego State to the Pac-12. They're coming off a bye. I'll take the Rebels to cover six and a half. I think UNLV gets its starting quarterback back this week. That's, I think, a big reason why it had some of the struggles that the Rebels have had. I kind of like that, too. I still am not sold on anything that the – the San Diego State puts out there at, at quarterback. I know that, you know, like you said, Ryan, they can still run it. They can still play some defense. Uh, but I think the quarterback for UNLV, Brewmeyers, he's he's some pretty special, I think. You know, I think the injury derailed him now, see how rusty he is. But I kind of like I kind of like the, the Rebels to cover that as well. All right. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead of Wyoming's next opponent, whoever that is, and go with Hawaii plus 27 and a half. At Fresno State, as we mentioned, Jake Hayner's back, and they had a dramatic win over San Diego State to get the oil can. Uh, too many points. I, I think Hawaii has good fight in them. I think Wyoming saw that. Um, you know, I think they definitely cover four touchdowns. Uh, I don't think Timmy Chang's first team is going to give up, even though they're not going to go to a bowl this year. I think the Warriors will cover. I think they'll play hard through the end of the season. I think they'll play hard and. They may lose by 26, Ryan, or 24, but that's still a lot of points to to think. And, you know, with Hayner back, Ryan, you know, watch out for the Bulldogs. And, they, you know, had them, they had some pretty low moments without him, but also did some good things. But, you know, he's uh, he's a difference maker. But 27 is just too many for me, too. I'm, I'll, I'll take the Warriors to cover that. And finally, Colorado State plus 24 at San Jose State. This one is 8.30 p.m., and I believe it's only available on the Mountain West Network streaming. So uh, if you want to check out the Rams, you'll probably have to do it on your phone or your laptop or your smart TV. Oh, boy. I like the Rams to cover. You know, I'm wrong about them every week, seemingly. I just think San Jose State... They're just going to methodically win this game. I don't think they're going to dominate it. You know, I thought they would dominate Nevada. I got that one wrong. They barely pulled that one out. Mm-hmm. Something's a little off about San Jose State since that loss at Fresno. Obviously, they had a death in the football family, which could be a big factor in that. You know, I think they're a good team. I still think they have an outside shot at the Mountain West Championship, but uh, uh, I don't like them to cover 24. I think uh, CSU will fight hard and and will cover that 24. You know, I, I can't remember how many points CSU was getting at Boise last week, and I know I took the Rams there. I know that's a game I lost. Um, 
I'm kind of with you, Ryan. I'm not sure what's necessarily going on at San Jose. I, you know, the death of the player, that's that's tragic. And I hope that's uh, they can move on beyond that. But I'm not sure. I just, that's, God, that's just a lot of points right now, you know, Ryan. And well, it's a lot of points anytime, but this late in the year, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Rams to somehow cover that. I don't know how. I won't lie to you. I don't know how, but I, I just, they'll figure it. I'm hoping they figure it out, figure out a way. Yeah, and that's great news from Wyoming. That's an 8.30 kickoff on the road. You know, and Wyoming, you know, took this week to kind of recover from the Hawaii trip, which is a brutal body clock blow. But, uh, you know, the Rams are going to be licking their wounds after back-to-back road games at Boise State and San Jose State. There's really no excuse for Wyoming not to get the bronze boot um, back on the bus after the CSU game in Fort Collins. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what that line is next week. Um, anyway, before we get out of here, you know, as we talked about at the top of the show, there's a lot going on in Laramie right now. Uh, Monday, 7 p.m., the Dome of Doom, Wyoming basketball team opens up against Colorado Christian. It's the first of three home games, you know, against fairly weak opponents to start off at home in a six-day span. What are you looking for over those three games? I'm just kind of curious how the new guys will fit in and what that rotation's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more curious. I think we kind of know what we're going to see from from Hunter Maldonado and Graham EK. I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, and I don't know if these first three games will be a, a, a true indicator of just how much EK has improved or anything. I'm, but I'm curious about the, the the new guys. You know, you know, Hunter Maldonado was basically this team's point guard. He was their point to everything last year for the most part. I'm not saying they'll go away from that, but with these new pieces in Ryan, how does that change? We see Maldo more off the ball more. You know, how is that going to work? So yeah, I'm I'm curious about rotations. I'm curious about uh, things like that and just how some of these guys uh, fit in. You know, when we get to some of those tougher games, some of these tournaments, some of the you know, the Dayton game, the St. Mary, some of those types of games, then we'll see just about pure matchups. But I'm more curious about rotations and how these new guys are fitting in and stuff like that. But I know that that's all exciting, and it's it's going to be fun. I think this has the potential to be an awful special year for Wyoming men's basketball and even women's basketball too, but really anxious to see these new guys and how the work and how everything's gone in the offseason to meld these guys together to see where, see where that's at early in the season. I'm also curious about the pace of play. Jeff Lindra said they're going to play quicker. You know, they have more bodies to throw in there, obviously. You know, last year we saw a lot of Maldonado backing down, EK backing down, and that'll be great in the half court when they need it against a Boise State or a Utah State when they need a bucket in a tight game um, this upcoming Mountain West season. But I want to see the the pace of play. I want to see them put, you know, 90 to 100 points on the board and play 10 guys against Colorado Christian and Nichols State and even southeastern Louisiana. And, you know, let's see, uh, you know, what that chemistry is like coming off the bench. Well, all three Pac-12 transfers come off the bench. I know, you know, Noah Reynolds is obviously fighting for that point guard spot with Ethan Anderson, the USC point guard. So um, that'll be interesting. The chemistry off the bench, do they do hockey substitutions? Is it one guy at a time coming in? I mean, there's a lot to work with there. Yeah, and it's it'd be really curious. And I know when 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 Wyoming when Linder brought his team over to Cheyenne, you know, for a scrimmage, you know, was able to watch that. And I know you know Graham EK has been working on his three point range, and he has it. Um, hasn't perfected it by any means, but still not sure if that's the best place for him to shoot the basketball at this point. But you know, it's he's adding to his game, and I'm curious. I'm not necessarily that's not a thing I'm going to watch. But you mentioned the pace of play and. 
Like EK is one of the better big men in this country. I don't know. And he's, you know, he can move. He's not like he's just a big block out there, but you know, do you push the pace? How, how does EK fit into that? I'm, I'm curious if they do push it more, how does EK fit into that? I'll, I'll be curious to see how that kind of develops as the season goes on. Yeah. If you're going to have EK uh, show off his NBA three range, uh, these three opponents might be a good place to start. We'll see. Um, before we uh, say goodbye, you know, it's it's not border war week yet, but it, that's upon Wyoming. That's who they're looking ahead to. Uh, Robert and I wrote a book. When was that? 2017, 2018? 2018. Yeah. 2018, we wrote a book called The Border War, which is all about the Wyoming-Colorado State football rivalry. It was, you know, maybe the, the most fun I've had on a project in my life. Uh, you know, you tracked down a lot of the Wyoming guys because you covered Wyoming for so long. I had to track down, you know, Sonny Lubick and Bradley Van Pelt and and guys like that. Um, you know, when you think back to before we were born, the uh, bounce pass game, you know, speaking of, you know, I think Wyoming was 10 and 1 that year and CSU might have been 1 and 10 and CSU won that game. You think about the brawl in 78 and just, you know, all the all the recent games you know, including the the Josh Allen snow game, highly, highly encourage anyone who doesn't have that or hasn't read it to, to get that in the next, before that game starts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a fun, you know, compilation of history, Ryan. And I think a lot of Wyoming fans, at least close to Wyoming football, know a lot of it, but there was a lot that was new to me, you know, just, you know, thoughts of the rivalry, how it developed, you know, how it really, even though this rivalry has been going on so, so long, the ups and downs of it, um, you know, it's it was a lot of fun to, you know, one, it was just fun to work with you on this. Um, yeah, it's copulation history, and there's been some history made since since our, since the book came out, but it's really, I think any college sports, any college football fan, even if, you, if you're Wyoming CSU or just a college football fan, I think would enjoy this. I could tell you, you know, the Brown and Gold Outlet stores in both Cheyenne and Laramie are going to have uh, updated supplies of the book. There'll be plenty there. I know we have at the University Bookstore there in Laramie. So there's plenty there that you're, they're available on Amazon. You can get it for your Kindle online. So, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Maybe at some point we update that history at some point. We'll, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so proud. I've done a lot of things in my career, Ryan, that I'm very proud of and very humbled by, but that is easily the top of the list to work on that project with you and have so much fun and how, how well it came together and how well we worked together on that. That's the proudest moment of my professional career by far. Yeah, if Bull keeps this up, you know, when he retires, we might have to do a new edition the way he's pretty much keeping this thing every year. I mean, the only year he's lost it in recent memory was the strange COVID year when there were no fans. And, you know, that was a miserable year for him and Wyoming, obviously. But, uh, you know, he's uh, already coached against a bunch of CSU coaches and and now he's got one more to, to face uh, a week from Saturday. So that'll be uh the new chapter will be fun, like we mentioned. I mean, I wouldn't assume a win, no matter what state CSU. Never assume win. a win for any team in this in this series, Ryan. Whether it's if Wyoming's good or CSU's good, or if they're both struggling or both, it doesn't matter. I think what well, I think we've learned this even covering them when we were in college, you know, and, and covering them as we did. I don't think you should ever assume anything when the border wars played. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, well, we'll talk about that more next week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review, and tell your Wyoming friends or Mountain West friends that uh, there's a podcast about Wyoming football and other sports, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.